In this episode of The Table of Content, we talk to Scott Walton, a local actor who has taken up his time to give back to We Are One Body Audio Theater. We'll talk with Scott, find out a little bit more about his acting and why he decided to use his voice and his talent with We Are One Body Audio Theater. Stay tuned. That's all coming up next here on The Table of Content. Welcome to this episode of The Table of Content. I am your host, Albert Sines, and it is our pleasure to be speaking with Scott Walton. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, just as a disclaimer again, uh, if you've been following us here in the order of episodes, uh, we are recording this remotely in the midst of the COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, trying to be safe and uh, working towards uh, healing and resolution. So uh, we're recording from our respective homes uh, to continue to bring content to you. Uh, but that gives us a free pass for any external noises. So you may hear phones, computers, emails, children, animals, clocks, uh, whatever you hear is just a part of what's going on right now. Uh, but uh, we uh, strive to continue to uh, bring, uh, bring our content to you. But let's get right to it and let's get to Scott. Scott, um, I don't actually know uh, a ton about you outside of your, your bio that I read from the website. Uh, we, missed, we missed paths because we both participated in the Christmas Carol, but we must have uh, potentially been on different sections uh, unless I just don't remember. So I apologize. But so what I'm interested in is if you can expand upon your bio for, uh, for our listeners, because uh, you seem to already have an acting career kind of going. And if you could give some background into you and what you do and as far as your acting, and then we'll go from there. Certainly. Uh, yeah, I come from no acting background whatsoever. Uh, went to school with the idea I'm going to be an accountant. And uh, slowly but surely, it turned into guest services, managing hotels. And I really got to the, the bite of of enjoying to make experiences for people, to make people happy. I really got a, a, a charge out of that. And that slowly turned into me starting to work at um, the Pittsburgh Renaissance Festival uh, that's held every year uh, just outside of Pittsburgh. Um, and it's just one of those things that's being able to bring a smile to a pe person's face to uh, have fun with people, to make people laugh. Uh, I found out that that was probably one of the greatest medicines anyone could have possibly hoped to have. And uh, that's turned into about 12 years working there, now being the king of the festival, which never thought would have happened. And then slowly turned into uh, working on the stage uh, doing all sorts of things from musicals to dramas to comedies. Um, and once again, just the uh, charge of that opening night jitters of hearing the uh, audience laugh and that you're bringing joy to people uh, really, really does a lot to make me feel better and feel that I'm contributing something to 
uh, a person's happiness. Um, and then currently, right now, unfortunately, with the um, virus going around, I also work with a company where we travel across the state uh, doing scenario training. I'm one of the actors for uh, children and youth workers uh, or nursing workers that go out to homes to check on children, to check on elderly people and give them a worst case scenario of what they can walk into in order to help them prepare to keep themselves safe in any sort of situation. Then. Well, that's kind of a, that's a, sort of a, a big, a big resume in the sense of, from my hearing, you're, you're acting that what you do sort of, we'll say on stage and that what you do for, for your job, you're, your intentions are the really the best of intentions. It sounds like it, and that's huge. I mean, that's that's massive uh, from from my standpoint. You know, you you're concerned uh, in your stage performances with being able to give joy back to the people, but then in your sort of your actual job, you're you're helping to prepare people uh, for things you hope that they don't have to go through, but. Uh, uh, it's it's a really important role, and I'm not too familiar, I would say, with uh, sort of scenario acting, but I can see where, where the benefit is for those who you serve with your job, and that just sounds uh, like massively important from both ends. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where we hear stories of uh, homes that they go to visit, and you get so kind of put the blinders on yourself whenever you're dealing with your home, your neighborhood. You don't really realize a lot of the things that go on out in different communities. And to hear some of the things that they go through and some of the families that they visit to try and help, it's just one of those things. You're just amazed at the strength of these people to go out and do this and do their best to help people. So if I can do that little bit to make them experience that, hopefully that 1% of homes that they go visit, the worst of the worst, uh, how they always say, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Um, I mean, it's one of those things there, they may never run into it, but if they do, they're prepared and hopefully that'll keep them safe and get back to their homes with their families then. Sure, sure. Well. Hats off to you for that for that uh, particular role that you play in uh, serving the the greater public. Um, I, I want to roll back uh, just a little bit before we get into your audio theater work. Uh, you know, I I picked up on when you said when the the stage acting that you do and being a part of the Renaissance Festival and that your desire to bring people joy and how important that sounds to me because I kind of feel the same way about being able to have joy in your own life and being able to share it back with others. Is that something for you that you've just always had in you or is that something that came upon you later in your adult life? Um, I think that's something that was instilled in me as a young kid and everything from my parents is just, it's, it's so important to, I, I really have a service background where I want to do a service to uh, make, give people joy, to have uh, any time that you're together with people being a special time. 
And I think that that's something that was instilled in, in me from my parents, uh, which I, I, I truly thank them for giving me that, that it was more of a giving type of attitude we had in our home than uh, just go out and the immediacy of enjoying for yourself. It's more important for everyone to have those memories and the laughs that you can talk about later, year after year, later on down the road. Well, that's that's a that's a trait. I'm so glad that you have, and um, I, I know that there are there's more people in the world that do share that. But I still think we could use more people that uh, consider the importance of joy as important as people like you do. So thank you very much for pursuing well, that that path. Um, so let's let's move into audio theater. I'm interested first. How did you even find We Are One Body Audio Theater? Um, actually it was just a random, uh, thing. I saw an email for different auditions, uh, in the area and, um, I'm from Southwestern PA and I saw that it was, they were looking for voice actors in Latrobe PA and that's just <laughs> right down the road for me. Very, very close. Right, so I'm like, right. this is too good not to give it a try. Um, I wasn't exactly sure what it was for, uh, what they were going to be doing. Um, and it was for, I believe, a part of Merlin in a, a production that they're still working on right now. And I figured, why not? Let's give it a try. I went in and uh, just it, it was just such a, a, a fun time. And it's it's really quite funny how whenever you do voice acting, really how physical you get when doing it right um, right but uh I've, I've really truly enjoyed my time doing things with them and look forward to to trying to do more with them and also uh working on things now since i have a good bit of time on my hands <laughs> uh trying to look into doing voiceover work in audiobooks as well oh wow that's that's a nice path to get into yeah, we're starting a thing now. I'm just going to do it with my family where everyone's doing things online, where we're going to be reading like a chapter of a book to all my nieces and nephews for the next week. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Ted Hughes book, The Iron Man, okay. which they made the movie The Iron Giant. And it's it's such a, a great book. And I've, I've always had that book in my memory. And I'm like, this is a great way to share it with um, my nieces and nephews that might have never seen this book and be able to do voices with it and, and act it out for them and really give them a little theater experience uh, like that with the audiobook. then. Well, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, and, and, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't want to, I don't want to give energy really or praise the situation that the world is going in because it this 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 virus has been really really detrimental in a lot of ways especially the loss of life and uh, loss of jobs and just the impact but let me tell you uh watching how people have sort of risen up to find a way to not have to live in fear or despair or to find new ways to continue to lead a very happy and very social life uh, is just absolutely stunning to me. And here you are uh, finding a way to take a story, uh, give it some life, do it for your family. 
Uh, that's just great to hear. I, I'm enjoying hearing these positive stories coming out of this situation that we're in. Yeah, it's it, it's something that I think before this all happened, and, and same way that you're saying, I mean, you don't want to soften the blow of what's going on, but there are good things that come out of everything, whether good things or bad things, you're going to have good things show up. And I think you're right that so many things have come out that before this happened, people just never took the time to say, let's give this a try. Let's give this a try. And now then it's really opening up a lot of venues for people to try something new uh, to get together uh, with people they may not have talked to, talk to for years whenever they were able to drive and go visit. But now then that you can't do it, it's kind of like, let's find a way to do it now. Right, right. And it's sort of uh, the, the, the necessity of the situation, but actually taking the steps to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about one production in particular. I mentioned it briefly uh, in the beginning. Uh, you were in uh, Audio Theater's uh, rendition of A Christmas Carol, uh, the Charles Dickens classic, and yes. you got cast as the ghost of Christmas present. Yes. And depending on which version you sort of are attached to, perhaps the classic George C. Scott version or the Muppet version, um, <laughs> there's always such a great presence given to the ghost of Christmas present. I mean, that's the way that Dickens, you know, described him. Um, and, you know, the, one of the biggest, the biggest aspects, of course, is supposed to be the size of the ghost of Christmas present. And here we have a rendition that's completely audio only, and there's no visual. But I listened to your part in that entrance where, you know, uh, Scrooge first comes upon the room with the lights and the twinkling mirrors and all the food, and here is this giant of a ghost. Uh, and I really thought that you really sort of gave uh, presence to the ghost of Christmas present by your performance. Did, did you sort of feel that it, as you were, as you were recording the, that scene? Well, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, but yes, it was, I, I go more with the uh, George C. Scott one. And you just think of this larger than life character, big booming voice, uh, just like living every moment to the fullest and uh, that's what I wanted to do. And like I said earlier, as far as the physicality of doing audio work, oh, I, I'm surprised I didn't knock over a microphone. <laughs> uh, my arms were flailing, everything else, and uh, just had an absolute ball playing that character. And I was so very, very thankful to be cast at that. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was Bob Cratchit, so I didn't quite have this larger-than-life uh, sense to, to, to my particular character. I, I was more supposed to kind of get in the, uh, the heart-wrenching world of uh, the listeners. So I don't think my arms were flailing quite as much, but there definitely is this desire to sort of find a way to give the right emotion and the right intensity to the character you're playing, and I can imagine how to bring the ghost of Christmas present to life in a way that you only hear it in your ears takes a, takes a little bit of extra movement. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those ones where you go through the part and it's such an interesting character because 
at the beginning, you're just so full of life and like living for the moment. And then you have to turn it around to uh, getting on Scrooge and saying, you're not living for the moment. You're not experiencing what you should. You're overlooking the small things in life and changing from being happy to uh, being such a uh, dominant personality, kind of shaking uh, Scrooge in a way. Uh, it's it's such a, an interesting character to play to go through so many emotions in such a small uh, period of time. Right, right, right. And uh, I I I think that it's a it's a telling story, obviously, as many stories are, but it's a telling story for many people, you know, uh, still alive to, today to hear the uh, chance to, the, the chance for conversion, even if you were at one point, you got changed to sort of the middle of the road and the opportunity to turn back. I, I think the, there's a term, uh, let's see, metanoia, I think, metanoia, sort of the 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 changing of heart, the changing of self, and you definitely see that in Scrooge. But it really is it's it's a modern problem, I think, especially with Scrooge. Right? He's 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 hurt. His heart is cold. Uh, it's he's selfish, and I think we have a lot of people who who still feel that way. They feel like they're on their own, so they sort of shut out the world. And there's a lot of modern day Scrooges who. Uh, are looking for their opportunity to turn around. So it's such a great story to still sort of tell and retell and to have people here and to, you know, uh, out of uh, outside of sheer entertainment to maybe give people some hope for their own lives, you know, to have this opportunity to, to that it's not too late, you know, as it wasn't for Scrooge. Right. And I've seen quite a few different productions of it. And the great thing with this story is that no matter how many times you've seen it, each one brings a little bit more to it that you might not have recognized in a in a past performance. And it's it really, whenever you're just speaking there, I was just sitting here thinking that in a way, what we're going through right now is almost kind of like a Christmas carol, that there were a lot of Scrooges, there were a lot of people that were just very greedy, looking at everything that's going on just in their lives. And now then with everything going on, it's creating a reason for people to look out and look for others and realize what's going on around them. So in a way, once again, you don't want to downplay the virus, but the benefits that are coming out of it, hopefully, will be something huge that will affect all of everyone that's, that's affected by this right now. Right, and th I think that's a great point to make. I think you you absolutely make a fantastic point. Um, but uh, we are kind of coming up on the end here. But I want to ask you one last question before we wrap up. Uh, you 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 had no acting experience. You start getting involved now. You now it's sort of your your job to go around and perform, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. um, do you? Do you think that there's other people kind of like you out there that they're they're doing uh, sort of what we'll call a regular job uh, and not saying that it's not an important job, but they're doing a regular job and maybe they have inside of them this desire to be creative, to sort of give themselves in a different way using their talents. W would you say that there's people out there who who need to sort of find a way 
to uh, express that talent? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I don't think that there's anybody that's, um, I mean, yeah, there are some people that they would rather um, drive off a cliff than do uh, public speaking, <laughs> say. but uh, I think for every one of those, there's 17 people that would be like, oh, I would never want a, a public speak. But in the back of their mind, they're like, I'd like to give it a chance. And that's something that I'm hoping once everything's over, that when community theaters come back to, uh, to into play and everything, give it a chance. I mean, there's a lot of people in community theater that, that are just work their normal job. And then in the evening they go and they play different roles on stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give it a try. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, they always say, thank you, but we have somebody else for the part. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's something that's just such, if you have a gift to do something like that, try and share it. Um, I'm, I'm not saying you have to share it, but, and, and my cat's tail just went in my mouth as I was talking there. Um, but um, yeah, share your gifts, bring joy to people. And the mo more joy you bring to people, the more joy that will come back to you then as well. And it will help you feel better as well. Great. Well, well said. Well said. And that's what I was going to get to. And you kind of did it on your own. I was going to ask you, what, 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 do, you, what do you suggest then? And you kind of went right into it. So thank you for, for oh, that. Certainly. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been uh, the table of content. We've been talking with Scott Walton, uh, getting a little bit more insight into his life, his perspective on uh, acting and views on uh, giving back. Uh, your talents. Uh, if you want to hear more of uh, Scott's productions, mainly you want to hear The Christmas Carol, uh, go to our website, waobaudiotheater.org, or look us up on your, you know, your search engine, We Are One Body Audio Theater. Go to our contributor bios, look for Scott Walton, uh, click on him, and you'll see his productions. Uh, He's been in several productions for us since he joined, uh, joined the ranks, and there's more to come from Scott, I'm sure. So, Scott, thanks so much for taking some time to be with us. Hey, it's been an absolute pleasure, Albert. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Table of Content. Be sure you keep following us on your favorite podcast platform, and we will be back again with another episode right here on the Table of Content. Thanks so much. Take care. <laughs>